You're listening to a podcast from 702. Masterclass. Well, my guest is Jill Watson from Create CV, and she's had uh, many years, over 20 years of experience in the recruitment industry. She's an accomplished headhunter, a human resource generalist, and a specialist recruitment consultant. And uh, she's qualified in advanced labor law. And for many years, um, she has uh, been within HR departments interviewing and helping management select candidates. So what is the key to being the candidate? That's what we want to know. What's the key? Good afternoon, Jill. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Sonia. Thanks for having me on your show. I'm looking forward to making a difference in the unemployment industry at the moment. And hopefully I can leave an impact um, and, you know, just help those that are battling at the moment to get employment. Mm, mm. So over the years, over the years, maybe let's start with understanding what some of the reasons are that can cause us from missing out on on that job. There's a number of of steps that you need to cover and I'll go through them and hopefully it'll just make it easier for people to understand the process and understand exactly what it's going to do for you to hopefully ace that um, interview that you are applying for, mm-hmm. the, the, yeah, the position that you're applying for. And let me start with what goes into writing a CV. Um, LinkedIn at the moment is, is your CV. People mm-hmm. are looking at, at LinkedIn and companies are looking for referrals. So the first thing that you need to do is make sure that your LinkedIn profile is up to date and it is professionally written. Um, what if then, you don't have a LinkedIn account? Well, that's the problem. If you don't have one, then, you know, I would suggest that you Zoom, you get one or you ask a friend. You know, there's a lot of youngsters that are, you know, on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, you just get a CV and you you send it in and you hope that, um, you know, you are going to be recognized. But 60% of hiring managers say they're less likely to give you an interview if they can't find you online. So make yourself visible to employees online. Right. Um, and how you put thing, together that profile equally matters. What is found yes. on it and the sort of things you engage with uh, or engage in on that platform uh, is, is it says a lot. Oh, and another thing that you need to do um, is check your your Facebook profile before you start your job search. Make sure that you have a clean digital footprint. Okay. Um, if you make it to the interview, most employers will already have a, had a look on, on, on online. So they're checking. Mm-hmm. Um, Google yourself with a quick name and search to find out how you come up online. So do your own research. Click yourself find yourself and see if it's going to be acceptable. It's it, uh, Your LinkedIn document is the most important document. And if you know somebody in a company, try and get a referral from them and get the inside information. It really does make a difference. Right. So um, that's on the electronic front. And I'm sure LinkedIn will come in from, from time to time because it is also a great source of content generally. I mean, I'm on LinkedIn for the content, you know, some of the things that people are posting, what their thoughts are, because you can also have it as a blog site um, and a sharing platform for news, company news and movement sure. and all sorts of things. 
So uh, yes. for me, I think that it's useful from that perspective, a little bit more serious than, say, an Instagram or uh, a Facebook for, for in terms yes. of the nature of the yes. content. Um, but you're That's saying right. it helps to position us. So we'll weave in and out with some of the insights from there. But let's come yes. back to the good old CV. Um, yes. Getting a professional involved in drafting our CV and preparing for a job, do you think that mm. it increases our chances? Because one would think there are lots of templates out there, you know, just populate it and send it out. What is so specific? What is so um, unique to what people like you do? There's a lot of opportunities for people to download templates. You can get onto the internet and you can download templates. You need to put out a profile. You need to um, write your commitment, what you want to do on your CV. And as I say, for a CV, if you want to apply for a job now, it has to be job specific. So it's mm -hmm. not a case of spray and pray and you send one CV in and hope that it's going to be recognized. Mm -hmm. um, so if you go to a professional CV person, there's a lot of collaboration between the CV writer and the person that is applying. If you get somebody like me, um, you know, you can spend three, four, five hours because you, you will send me your CV and I'll start asking questions. Where did you work? What did you do? What were your achievements, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot of things that people don't think of writing on their CV. And you must remember, um, Azania, that, you know, there's up to 35 people plus minus that are applying for the same position. So you really have to stand out, make sure it's professional and make sure that you create an impact. Um, HR spends between 10 and 15 seconds looking at a CV and you need to grab their attention. That's um, short, otherwise, 10, it, and 10 to 15 seconds. Yeah, they scan it. They're looking for keywords. Um, so they look for specific, specific words for the job spec. So, mm -hmm. for instance, it, you know, if you're going for an engineering position, make sure that that word stands out four or five times on your, your CV. Make sure that if you're going for a marketing position, you are able to expand on your marketing experience. So it's not just a generic document that you are filling in at the moment. Mm -hmm. It needs to be job specific. So that's where a, a CV writer comes in. Um, they are able to guide you and they are able to put, you know, put you in the right position um, so that you can grab the attention of the HR consultant. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's quite scary. In fact, firstly, the numbers of people that are going mm. for the same position as you that you're applying mm. uh, amongst. And of course, the fact that it's in their hands for such a period of t short period of time. So once they've looked at it, mm. uh, what's the journey that it travels? Because we need to understand that too. And that at every point, it needs to create an impression. So. <clears throat> Once HR has got your CV, they'll decide who's going to, you know, then it, got, it goes to a panel of management. Um, once again, they, they look for specific words because an HR consultant could send, <clears throat> excuse me, they could, let me just have a sip of water here, sorry. Mm -hmm. well, let's give you a moment, in fact. Uh, so if you have any questions or comments, your experiences with job seeking, with CV writing, with uh, 
interview preparation maybe you have some advice because we know the unemployment levels in south africa are depressingly high at an all-time high at the moment and anything to increase our prospects in uh, getting our foot in the door um, and hopefully uh, <coughs> clinching that position zero one one eight eight three oh seven oh two yes jill yeah, so once you've, the HR has selected maybe four or five different CVs, they, it then goes to management and management will get these CVs and then they start looking for specific words on the job. Um, and once again, as, as I said, is that's where the collaboration comes in between the CV writer and the applicant. Mm-hmm. So it starts with, with HR, then it goes to the, the line managers and they'll say, we want to see John or Linda or whatever. So once again, it, your, your CV has to be job specific. Mm. So how should we talk about ourselves in our CVs? Um, you must stick to your strengths and your weaknesses Okay. on a, on a CV. If you are going for a sales position, for instance, you know, and this is a, a favorite question where they say, what are your strengths? So it, let's say if you were a sales executive, you would say to them, I have <clears throat> met with my sales targets. I exceeded my sales targets by 30% or 70%. How do you achieve your sales targets? And another question they'll ask you, what are your weaknesses? You can then say to them that I never achieved my sales targets. However, I learned something in the process and this is what I'm going to do going forward. Mm-hmm. You can tell them, you know, your achievements on your CV, um, what experience you've had in the industry. And another good thing that you can add in here is you can say to them, you are aware of the competition and you know what the competition is doing. And you can bring that into your CV as well. And you can say, let's say you're going for a, a cellular company and, and you are interviewing in a particular cellular, cellular company. You can say to them, this is what your company is doing because you've done your research on the company. And you can say, this is what your competition is doing. And you can bring that in and you can say, this is what they are doing. For instance, you can go into any um, shop in an, in an arcade and you can pick up a magazine, one of their pamphlets, and you can compare prices and you can see, ah, this mm-hmm. one is offering this package and that one is offering that package. So go prepared to your interview and, and, and just say to them, listen, this is a good idea. It may not be a good idea to them, but it just shows your intent that you have done your background checks on the company. Yes, that you know the industry and who you're up against. It's um, the, the the idea of now you've taken us into the interview in part um, and we will we'll backtrack somewhat to part of the other preparation, but the point at which mm. they ask you about your weaknesses and your strengths, this sounds mm. like it, it's a common question, as you've just said, it gets asked a lot. So there are certain yes. questions that will come up that do you advise yes. that we must prepare for, like be prepared, be able to recite it in yes. your sleep if you have to, um, and yes. be able to address those. Mm. So your weaknesses and strengths is one of them. Um, yes. And we'll, we'll come back in t- around the weaknesses uh, point. But what else yes. should we uh, definitely, definitely prepare for? 
one of the good ideas that you can do is that you can read the job description to prepare for questions that you may be asked. Um, practice your interview by writing out possible questions that you will be asked and get a friend to interview you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they may come, come up with some odd questions that you haven't thought of. And so be prepared, be prepared, um, you know, for those questions. It, takes your nerves out of you and you know and another thing that you can do you can get two or three friends to sit in front of you and shoot those questions at you so you you prepare yourself for a panel interview because you'll have the HR consultant present in the interview and you may have two or three line managers that are in the interview Mm. so be prepared get get somebody to interview you at the same time and just go in there prepared um, when you go in for a panel interview, make eye contact with everybody on the on the panel. Don't just focus on the HR consultant. You you need to involve everybody in the mm-hmm. interview process from mm-hmm. your side as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the question of weaknesses, I want to come back to that because um, there's a lot that it can tell us about the the individual. And often we yes. want to focus on our strengths, but not really give away the areas where we didn't perform, where we didn't deliver. Yes. Um, Yes, that's that. I I would say that it's a very important thing because it tells us that you're self-aware, you take responsibility, um, you're accountable versus someone who will. And even in what you say, that's important that you bring Mm. some of that responsibility Mm. back to you, because if you're busy Mm. finger pointing to say, oh, the organization didn't do this, that's why we failed at campaign X or that. My yes. colleagues, this and that, uh, you know, yes. instead of you placing yourself at the site of the person who needs to take responsibility. How important mm. is, is, is that tone getting, uh, building accountability into your answers? When it comes to that focus on your achievements, as I said, you know, they're going to ask you if it was a marketing campaign. Yeah. How did, how did you, how did you 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 draw in an audience? What did you do? What was your public publishing? What was your social media, et cetera, et cetera? And that's where you come in. And when they ask you about your weaknesses, focus on your strengths and say, this is what I did. This is what I achieved. And if you didn't, then you say, well, this is what I learned. Mm-hmm. I learned that I should have done this and I learned that I shouldn't. I learned from the experience. Mm-hmm. So you don't, you don't try and Obfuscate. brush away your yeah. weaknesses. You, do, do you know what I mean? Because it is one of the questions that they're going to ask you. What were your weaknesses? But what you've got to focus on is, this was the weakness that I had. This is what I learned. Mm. But I turned it around by looking at the competition and seeing what they could do. Um, so when they ask for weaknesses, admit that there was a weakness, mm. but go back to the strengths and how you took care of it and w- what the learning process that you followed. Yes. Um, you, you know, that is what is important. So don't dwell on your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Discuss the weaknesses, but go back to the strengths. That's what's important. Right. Okay. Uh, let's go to Tabile in Centurion next. Hi, Tabile. Hi, Aza. How are you? Good. How are you? Great, thanks. Thanks for a great show. Um, just a quick one um, to Jill. Um, she mentioned um, about how your city must be um, very aligned with the requirements of the of, of the position that you're most probably applying for, right? Mm-hmm. So my question now is: um, Say I have, I mean, I'm an analyst, and uh, my CV is I've, I've structured it such that it's, it's 
it, it, it reflects um, me as an analyst. So if I'm now applying for three different jobs and they have their own different skills requirements, but obviously there'll be a few key ones that are similar to <laughs> all of them. Must I always change my CV for every job that I'm applying for? Uh, reflect the, the the requirements that that particular job is requiring, the yes. skills that they're requiring, or how do I go about it? Because I think that's where um, the confusion tends to come in sometimes. You say, do I always mm. make it job specific or I just standardize it such that it's, it's, mm. it, yeah, it's standard, but it's still very much, you know, um, I don't know. The, uh, it's so you. Yes, I absolutely yeah, get we. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I absolutely get it, uh, Tabula. So, should we adapt our CVs for every application that we make? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, Jill, what's your answer to that? Do you create or modify it's a very, it? It's a very important question, that, because you may get onto the internet and you might decide, oh, this is a great position, but there's another position and there's, you know, two or three positions that you want to interview for. You create your CV and your CV must be specific to the position that you are applying for. Mm. You look at the keywords on on the job advertisement, you look for what they are looking for, and you must write your CV according to exactly what they are looking for. So you would have three different CVs that that you submit at any given time. So one CV is, is not enough for, say, three different positions. The, the core competency in each CV that you write must be job specific. It's very important. That's one of the key things that you need to do when you write a a CV is that it must be job specific in all areas. So if they're looking for marketing, if they're looking for um, engineering, or if they're looking for a school teacher, three complete different CVs, you go back to the core competencies that they are looking for, and they must be job specific. Uh Tabila? Hi, Aza. There's your answer. So it must be specific to what that uh, position, uh, what's been advertised for that position. Um, I, okay, I hear where Jill is coming from. Um, I just want to make sure if I'm clear on this one. So, or oh, she is rather clear on this one. It's it's three different companies, but the same position. But most of them would ask for, they will, you know, change their skills that they require there and there, but it's the same position. So yeah. I'm applying for three analyst positions from three different companies. Mm. So must I always change them? Must I must, must my CV still be changed? Mm. Or what? It's not that I'm applying for different roles. Yes, no, but the same. Okay. Okay. There's a good chance that if you are looking for three analyst positions at three different companies, that the, 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 the core competencies are going to be the same. So you only need one CV then to send to three different companies. Right. Even though maybe their job specs or the ad that they've put out uh, is yes. is expressed differently. As in there's, yes, uh, there's, yes, there's yes. some nuances and some differences. Do you respond exactly. to those nuances uh, and use yes. wording that is specific to that particular advertisement? Exactly. It, it might be an analyst for mm. three different companies, but they might be there might be variations that they are looking yes. for. Yes. So adapted for those variations. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so Tabula have have it for company X, have one for company Y, and another one for company Z. There we go. Thanks, Ava. Thank, Thank you. you. That's Tabulin St. Churian. Uh, let's take this voice note. Uh, we have some of your questions coming in on 0727021702.
Um, good afternoon, Aza. This is Lebohang. Um, the question I have is, I'm currently a doctor now, so I work in the clinical setting, um, but I want to transition somehow into corporate. Um, I've done a master's in public health, and um, yeah, I just want some advice on how do I position my CV mm. in order to somehow transition into the corporate space, because I see a lot of posts uh, in um, this major health um, corporates and I want to just ask her how I can position my CV to transition into the corporate space somehow with what I have. Yes, right. That's quite interesting. Uh, CVs and mm. just transitioning from a particular mm. environment mm. for another one. That's, let's say that they're looking for, if she is in the health sector at the moment, I don't mm-hmm. know exactly what, what she does in the health sector, but let's just say that she is a nursing sister or she's an anesthetist or something, and she wants to transition into a corporate company. You will probably find that what she's got on her CV, there would be some interest into a corporate company. So just marry the two together, tie them together and focus on the achievements in what you have done. And once again, look at the core specifications of the company that she wants to go into. So she may not necessarily have exactly what they are looking for, mm-hmm. but marry the two together. So bring the experience from your one into the other one. And um, So what, if you're a team leader as, as a nursing sister, you, you led a yes. team, then you speak yes. about the leadership component of the work that you were doing. Exactly. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. So focus on what you've done and the and the, the common denominator. Bring that into the, the corporate. Um and once again focus on your achievements, what you've done, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Marry it back to the core competencies that they are looking for. Yeah. Um there there might be nine or ten that they are looking for. You might only qualify for five or six of them. Mm-hmm. So focus on what you've done and really unpack what you have done and what you can offer the company. Now, that's another very, very important question that you need to ask yourself. Yeah. Um, is you must, particularly at the end of an interview, you must ask the employer what you can do for them and not what they can do for you. Um, very mm. important. Oh, wait, let's take the headlines. I want to unpack that final question a little bit more because that end of interview question, uh, do you have any questions question that comes at the end? Um, what do we do with that? And I think uh, we will need to, to stay with that a little bit longer. But. 702 Masterclass. And we're back with my guest, Jill Watson, and so many of your questions coming in. Let's go to Ronaldo Frieden Park because, Ronaldo, you disagree uh, pertaining to the issue we were dealing with just before the headlines about adapting your CV. Correct, yes. I've, I mean, I'm an employer and, I'm, and I've been a line manager and all that. Mm-hmm. And I've had CVs with the same person from different agencies. Oh. Uh, where the CVs are where the CVs are adapted. So, for example, you'll apply for an internet manager position within IT. Then you apply for a program manager position in IT. But the CVs are totally different. But it's the same person. Mm-hmm. But it's become it's come from a reputable CV creator, like like Jill is saying. And then you sit in front of the person and you think to yourself, "But what are you actually applying for?" So, it, for me, it's a farce. Rather put down exactly what it is that you are where you are and don't adapt the C 
CV to the position that you're applying for rather than rather put it to exactly what it is that you do and what your experience is mm-hmm. instead of applying uh, instead of putting your CV to a position that you apply so, so you have a view of the person yeah Let's be specific, Ronaldo. I just want to. I just want to understand. So you are, um, you have a particular uh, skill, right? You're applying for the job. Is it about the weighting that one places on certain aspects of the of their job? Like you uh, highlight certain portions in one applications, and then you highlight other skills or other areas of your expertise in another application. Is this what you're seeing? So it's like two. Yeah, it's like two different people applying. But it's the same person. Okay. All right. Um, thank you for that. So uh, from his experience, what he's witnessed, he disagrees with adjusting your, your CV for that particular position. Let's go next to Patrick in Kempton Park and get through some of the calls. Hi, Patrick. Hi, Azar. Thanks very much, Um I have a question regarding the CV where you have a gap or two. And then how do you motivate that so that employer can see yeah. that the, the, the skill which you have might be outdated or you, 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 you are trying to do something else? Mm-hmm. So a gap in years, like where, what happened to those two years? Where were you? No, you were particularly upskilling yourself, maybe trying to do, maybe YouTube doing, if you are in an IT space. Yeah. You were trying to just adopt to the new technologies, but it cannot be proved. And how do you motivate to say that this is the skills which I've been uh, through and I'm now in this particular, I have um, set of um, skills. skills yes. But them. I'm asking, Patrick, what what is the gap due to when you say you have gaps? Gaps in knowledge or gaps in working years? Yeah, gap in working years. Okay, gaps in working years. Okay, um, making a note. Thank you for that question, uh, Patrick. Next, we've got Nkosinati in Mamilodi. Hi, Nkosinati. How are you, Alba? Welcome. Good. My question is, uh, how do I put my internship experience into my CV so that it can re- look really good? Mm-hmm. Because I've done several internships. I've got one centric management but yet I feel like my CV doesn't have any meat to hold on to. Because my, my issue was that we were doing the exact work where I was doing my internship. Our ASD left, then we had to perform all the duties that she was performing yeah. without any supervision. Yeah. So now how do I put such knowledge into good use? Mm-hmm. Great question. Thank you for that, Nkosnati. Mm-hmm. Um, Jill, let me let you answer the ones that we have so far before we go back to the lines. Yes. Uh, which do you want to start with? The last question where he wants to know that he's got the um, experience, but he doesn't know how to put it on his CV so that it is noticed. Mm-hmm. At the top of the CV, you start with the company, well, you start with your profile. So that's before you even start writing your CV, you have a, a, a profile which says, this is what I've done, this is what I'm doing, and this is what I hope to achieve. So you make it very clear what you've done, what your experience is, and it gives the uh, the HR consultant in a very short uh, space of time, they look at that and they can see, okay, he's done this 
and he's done that. Um, and this is what he, he wants to achieve. And how can we incorporate that into the job spec that he's applying for? So it may not necessarily be in his CV. He may not have had the, the work experience, but he is showing his intent. And that's where your company, your, your profile needs to stand out on the, on the, before you even start your CV, you have a comp you have your own profile and then you have an intent. So your profile is what you've done and where you have to hope to go. Mm -hmm. And then your intent is of what you want to achieve. So it might be very vague, but you are showing enthusiasm. You're showing that you want to be with the company. You want to show that you are interested in a position. So it could be very generic, but it does show the intent of what you're hoping to achieve. And you're going to grab the HR consultants um, attention, they might see something in there that it might not be a necessarily the position that you're applying for. There may be another position within the company that they say, oh, let me send it to that line management because this is what they are looking for at the time or they can use or utilize those skills. So it's always good to have a company profile first and then your intent on a CV. Mm. Uh, and is that how you title it? That this is my profile, this is my intent? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes it, and it where is, would yeah. that be located on a CV? On the top. So, like a little on, blurb. On the top of the CV. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So, you, you start with your intent and, and um, your, your company profile. After that, you go into your education. Then you, um, you know, where you've studied and what you've studied. And then you go into your work experience. Right. Okay, uh, some of these details will yeah. also uh, get clarified as we go. And then gaps in years, how do you deal with that? Now, that's a very important question. And it's it, one of the things of the top 10 things not to include in your CV is um, where you have a gap, but you don't necessarily say why. So a good idea is to say between two years I studied, I was at university or I went to Gibbs or I did a, a diploma or something like that. And you, you make it very clear, although that you weren't working, you weren't in a corporate position at that time, mm. you list where you were. So it, it's, it's very acceptable for you to say, I worked for three years and I took a two-year gap. But in that two-year gap, this is what I studied in order to achieve and get into the next position that I was applying for. So it's very acceptable to have a gap where you weren't working in a corporate environment, but you were studying. And you can list the... Um, subjects that you studied at that time and your achievements within that two-year gap. And once again, it can show that you have an intent and you have the drive and that you wanted to better yourself in order to climb the, the corporate ladder. Mm, but what if you were unemployed at that time, but you're acquiring knowledge through platforms that are uh, informal, like YouTube? Because that's the example that would, Patrick used um you you would use it so so you can say you you weren't necessarily at a college or something but yeah. you you got onto youtube you accessed different youtube platforms and you learned from right your youtube platform that you were on so it doesn't matter really what you did but the intent and you put it down on your cv so that you can show that i've, I've accessed seven or eight YouTube profiles, and this is what I learned in the process. Yes, I'm curious. I I love uh, knowledge and the pursuit of it. Exactly. And this is what I did in that time. Okay. Uh, let's, exactly. Let's yeah. hear from Kay in St. Churi. And hi, Kay. Hi, Alda. Hi, welcome. Um, 
Thank you. I've got a couple of comments. Um, candidates go through the selection process and they make it to the interviews with awesome, awesome CPs. And when asked what questions they have, they ask about the salary amount at the interview. Ooh. This month, no. Yes. This is a pet peeve of interviewers, in my experience, being um, mm. a manager, as there's a good reason remuneration may not be mentioned in the advert. Um, and this is to employ the best suitable candidate mm-hmm. uh, for the job. And the issue of remuneration should only be taken up uh, with HR once offered the position. The and on another note, uh, stating you don't know something uh, with a clear indication you are willing to learn is a big plus for managers as they seek uh, this openness uh, of toward learning from candidates mm-hmm. um, as it, it really is that they are outsiders to an organization and they will need to learn the organization culture and uh, work policies. Mm. Yeah. Uh, someone uh, told me about they have worked quite a bit with teams in Nigeria and they were saying that what they love about teams in Nigeria is that uh, when someone's asked about an area that they might not have enough experience about or knowledge about, they'll say, I I don't know, but I'll come back to you in in two days with an answer. or I'll come back to you before the week is over with an answer. And, you know, in that time, they go and they research, they, 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 they teach themselves um, with that uh, and acquaint themselves with that topic. And then they come back with an impression and understanding, some opinion. Um, and that's that mm-hmm. can do sort of attitude that is is encouraging and is a plus. Yes. And sometimes it may challenge um, the the manager's point of view because they would normally be of an older generation mm-hmm. and uh, the younger uh, employees may come up with something new that is innovative and you know the company can move forward with that yes but don't be afraid to say i don't know but express a yes. willingness to learn and know more about yes. that that's a fant- yes. that's fantastic advice thank you Kay. thank you Aza. uh bye. just on that note yes that final I question say, uh-huh. yeah just on that note um you you go to an interview and they ask you this question and you say that you don't know um that's where you go back to the job spec and you look at the job spec and you, you find out exactly what they are looking for. So when you go into the interview, you're not unprepared. So you can say you asked for A, B, C and D. And when they get to question E, that's when you are prepared to say to them, I don't have the experience in the, on, 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 you know, for what you're looking for in, in, in that specific area. Yeah. However, I've already started. You, you know what I mean? So before you get to the interview, you, you, because not everybody fits an exact job spec. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you, they might be asking for 10 different things. You might only fit six or eight out of the 10. And a lot of people are sending interviews, uh, um, as CVs, in, you know, for interviewing purposes. And you're not going to get a 10 out of 10. But if you can prove that you can do eight out of 10 of those specific areas that they're looking for, they will consider you, as I say, because not everybody gets a 10 out of 10. And if they ask the question that they say, but have you done this or have you done that? Or do you have experience in this line? You can say to them, no, but I'm willing to learn. Mm -hmm. 
you, you know what I mean? I'll access, I'll go on to whatever platform I can. But, you know, I wouldn't be afraid of that because, as I say, when you apply for a job, you're not going to fit the exact profile. Right. It, it's very rare that you that you fit an exact profile on a CV. Um, yeah. On the question of, uh, you know, what do you want to earn? What are, what are your salaries, et cetera, et cetera? I think the best answer is there, just make me an industry, a fair industry-specific salary. Um you know, you might ask for twenty thousand rand, and they've only got in mind eighteen thousand rand for 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 the position, or yeah. seventeen thousand rand. Bearing in mind that they've got other people that are on that same level, and they don't want you to bring in at, on your, you in on a higher level because you don't have the experience, you don't know the company profile, culture, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, ask them to make you a an, an, a, a fair salary and if you feel that that salary is too low then you can always say to them can it be reviewed within six months Mm -hmm. in order for you to reach this your salary expectation you just say to them look i'm asking i'm asking for twenty thousand rand you are only coming in at eighteen thousand rand would it be possible for this to be reviewed within three months or six months so get that commitment up for up front from the employer before you go in and if they're not prepared and you feel that there's too much in the, of a gap and it's you know because people then go into a position they resentment they they resentful they they feel that they're not getting paid you know what they're worth and 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 it, it it's not a good way to start off so if they're not prepared to review within six months once you've caught up the 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 skills of your co-workers then that position is not for you hmm. Hmm. um let's go to Karabo in Germiston thank you Karabo for your patience what's your question hi my question is this uh, I have a national diploma in mechanical engineering. And I did my service training where I did for six months, I did a design project. But right now I'm working in the can industry as an operator, but I still, I still want to go back into design field. Mm. So now my question is this, how can I convince on my CV that I'm still able to do, to apply for, I'm still, I can still do this, the, work, the job of a, of a design engineer. And, and, as well, and also I'd like to ask how much, does a matric certificate weigh, even though you've done a diploma or a degree? How much does a matric certificate weigh? Yeah, because on some on some of the applications, yeah. like for example, uh, other companies on, on, online, they ask you to type in all your matric results. Then automatically that disqualifies you from some of these uh, posts. Oh, and yet you have further qualifications like a degree and a diploma? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Um, any thoughts on that, Jill? I know it's it's not job interview specific. A lot of companies are asking for matric certificates wow. these days. It's not uncommon, mm-hmm. um, particularly if you're going into the banking industry. If you're going into financial services, your minimum requirement is a tri- is is a matric these days. So it's it, it it's becoming more and more relevant for you to have a matric. Uh, these days, uh, you, in, in order to give financial advice, it's the minimum in, um, requirement for you to have a matric. Okay, sure. Uh, even if you and and what if it's worried about being discounted because maybe the matric results weren't great, but you went on to achieve higher education. So find as a way to express as, that, to state it somewhere. Exactly. You might have 20 years experience um, in the position that you're applying for. Mm. Um, but, you know, there might be company policies and procedures where they say minimum requirement is, is a matric. Mm. 
Okay. Um, and, and that, that'll unfortunately, it'll just count you. You, you, yes. you, you know, and it's, it's comp, there's so much competition out there. Mm. There's just so much competition mm. out there. So they, you know, and you've got so many people looking for the same position that unfortunately they would probably look at the next person's CV. Yeah. Um, let's get to Tabelo in Soweto, but I do want us to make time to look at the things you shouldn't put in your CV. So Tabelo, uh, yes. please ask your question briefly. Hi. Okay. Thank you. I'll be very quick. Uh, I'm a radiographer. I've worked for over 10 years now in the medical uh, field. Yes. I want to ask if I make it to the interview, which is very rare, but say I'm given an opportunity to be in an interview for a job in the banking industry. And this is because I've went on to study become okay. PDBA and MBA, right? So uh, I want to understand how will I then sell myself to the employer into in the interview okay even that i have zero experience in the field right he's got the qualifications he's pivoting changing mm-hmm. industry uh, but doesn't have working experience then another good question is you ask the employer what can i do for you what are you looking for what is it that i can do to improve once i i, I get into the position mm-hmm. so ask the questions what are you looking for what do you, what can i do for you not what can you do for me so ask them and then you can say to them well listen i'll ha- I'm, I'm willing to do the research i'm willing to improve myself um and you know, I, I really want to work for your for your okay. your company show your enthusiasm show that you really want to be there and ask what can i do to improve myself mm, how can and that I, you'd how want can to be to myself yes and that you want to uh, practically do what it is that you've learned you know that you have yes, that yes. Uh, understanding the two just, together yes out, well, get out yeah. the gates and do this in the real world so let's wrap exactly. with with your advice on what we shouldn't put in our cvs Okay, irrelevant job experience. Uh-oh. So, yeah, if they're not asking for it and it's not relevant, don't put it in your CV. Once again, you stick to the job spec, okay? Lying or misleading information on salaries, job titles, and achievements. Don't do that because employers are doing vigorous background checks on candidates at the moment, vigorous background uh, checks. Um, contact information that will raise flags. So don't leave your contact or your references on your cousin or your family. Make them relevant. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. Too much information. Remember, your CV has got to be two pages only. Mm-hmm. If you've got a lot more experience, etc., etc., you might go to three pages, but it's got to stick to two pages. It's, it's a bit tricky. Um, but but then you just stick to the salient points. Okay. Um, a badly formatted CV, so you've got different colors, you've got different bullets, you've got numbers, you've got bullets. Make it standard. Okay. Um, ne- negative comments about your former employer. No, you don't do that. No, no, don't say that they were this and they were that or whatever. That's a big no-no. Um, tiny text, keep the text the same. So if it's 12 aerial, make sure it's standard throughout the CV. Um, oh, this is a good one. Inappropriate email addresses. Um, you see that and it, it's quite scary. So you can get an email address, for instance, that says partyanimal at gmail.com. Sure. Um, you, you get, you get a lot of ones, you know what I mean? They, they're young, they're inexperienced and they, they, they really don't think. And you can get an email, um, 
address it says bodyanimal at gmail.com and that's that's a big no-no and that um, email addresses that are too long so you can say Jillian Louisa Watson 7969 or something at gmail.com just give your initials keep it small keep it neat keep it tidy um keep it you know so that the 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 hr consultant can see it and when they're forwarding an email or they're replying to you keep it neat and tidy and and not 12 or 15 characters oh jill thank you for those uh one would think that some of them are quite obvious and common sense but they do need to be said because they continue to show up uh, in people's cvs thank you very much thanks for your time today it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's Jill Watson, recruitment specialist and founder of createcv.co.za.